carpets and heels. Built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. Welcome back to Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. As ladies in this business, we are always excited to talk to successful women. We've been able to talk to people like Susie Kalber and Linda Cohn. Linda Cohn, absolutely right, when she was celebrating her anniversary with ESPN. And tonight we get to do the very same thing as ESPN's Sarah Walsh joins us now. Hello, Sarah. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, so, Sarah, I'm Lauren, and I'm the director of marketing for UNF Athletics. I just had to get that out there for you right away. Swoop. Oh, good. Even This interview just got even better. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sarah, you got your start kind of writing in sports here in Jacksonville, actually. And how important would you say that sports writing is to everything that you want to do in sports broadcasting? Um, you know, it, it's really imperative in the sense that, you know, even though I'm not writing articles for ESPN per se, you know, everything that we say on TV, I shouldn't say everything because we do ad lib stuff, but our script, I mean, we write our script. So you're just because you're not necessarily the newspaper article handed in front of you with my byline on it. Every time you see us on TV or on sports center, people think I get this a lot. Do you guys write your own stuff? And yes, we actually write our own stuff. We don't have somebody come in and write it for us. So, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, I always tell kids that when they ask me about being in the business and is it important, it's hugely important to everything because it's, it's still what you say. It's how, it's how you deliver it that sometimes changes. You know, we deliver it through a microphone instead of me typing it out of my computer now. But, um, yeah, I started in Jacksonville at the Beaches Leader newspaper, actually, right when I got out of college. And right when I was in college, I was running the teleprompter at one of the local TV stations there in Jacksonville. So it's really where I got my start. Well, since, Sarah, you've made it all the way up to the big leagues of SportsCenter, you host on the weekends and uh, occasionally during the week. When you're actually hosting SportsCenter, what does a typical day look like for you? Um, Well, for me, my days start really, really early because I'm always on morning SportsCenters. So uh, my alarm goes off at really like an obnoxious early hour before the sun comes up. And like, what hour are we talking about? Um, well, right now during football season, we go on the road every Saturday. Um, typically, the game day is or several other sites. And for some of those shows, it's like three or four a.m. depending on what time that show is. And again, depending on the show, sometimes like for. Saturday show that we do on the road and we're on site. We write a lot of stuff the night before, um, and those shows are so stacked with everything we know that's going to be in it. Um, the other shows, it, you know, it really it depends. Like you get up early, you're typically in like several hours before the show starts writing it, and then you a typical day is you come in, you sit down, they have the rundown in, you write the show, you go to hair and makeup for about. Uh, the hour before the show starts is when you start to get into hair and makeup and then you do the show. And sometimes the shows are an hour, sometimes they're three hours. It just kind of depends whatever show you're on that day. Sarah Walsh joining us on Helmets and Heels. And uh, Sarah, I actually work in morning radio. So when, when I heard you talking about, you know, your wake up call, it made me feel just a little bit better. What time is your wake-up call? Well, my wake-up like call a- is around 4.30 every day. So, But she doesn't oh, have okay. to have hair and makeup <laughs> yeah, for radio. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get to look as good as you. But um, 
But I'm looking at sort of what everything that you've done. You know, you've been a sports director. You've you've wrote. You've done the teleprompter. You've really worked your way up. How important is it to have all of those aspects into what you're doing now? You know, I think I was talking to someone else about this today because. I sort of had this traditional path of going from, you know, behind the scenes, and then I was a sports writer, and then I went from a small market to a medium market to a large market to a network. And uh, I can sit here and say, oh, yeah, that's all hugely important. And I think it is because I think you learn and take pieces from every job. No matter what job you're doing, um, you can learn something, take it, and use it at the next level or at your next job. And But these days, though, there's just – in my industry, there is no – traditional path. So I can sit here and go, yeah, it was really important that I did X, Y, and Z, but somebody else might have gotten to ESPN like on a totally different path or just, you know, didn't go traditionally from market to market to market. It's just, and I feel like, especially these days in our business and so much is blurred now, even going back to the writing thing, you know, there's people, we have a lot of people on air now that came from, you know, they spent like 15, 20 years as a newspaper writer. And now they just like get in front of a camera. It's a lot more, you know, as you've seen, like, technology grow and social media grow, everything is really kind of a gray area in terms of you kind of have to be able to do everything and adapt to everything. So there is no, as much as it would sound great to be like, yeah, I really need to get that experience and be the person that was behind the prompter, and I did that. It's not necessarily, you know, somebody else might have a different path and, you know, could be like, hey, I just got thrown into it, or hey, I just spent 20 years covering this one team, and, and everyone really nowadays has has so many different ways of sort of getting to the same place. It's, it's crazy. Absolutely. Right, we're chatting with ESPN Sarah Walsh for a Guys Girls Watch Me Work series. Sarah, what's been your favorite event to cover and what's one event you still would like to cover? Um, so my favorite event to cover, uh, I've gotten to do Super Bowl. I've gotten to do Final Fours. Um, I think one of the things that blew my mind is is we sort of do this traveling sports center on Saturdays during the college football season, and we go to all these different college campuses, and we go to the, the big ones and the obvious ones. And I've gone to Alabama a couple times, and I was in Louisville last week for a game. And um, a year ago, we came into work one day, and they said, hey, you're going to go to St. John's. Um, it's a small school up in Minnesota, in Collegeville, Minnesota, and we've never heard of it. And we're thinking, why would you pick it? Like, where is this on the radar of anything? And it was the most incredible experience. The kids there, because they've never gotten that kind of attention, the sports center was coming to town, and it was sort of just to show that, you know, college football Saturday, no matter if you're at a school with 100,000 people or if you're at a school with 10,000 people, you know, college football means something to people at every different level. And they, I've never seen like such an insane crowd. I've never seen such crazy kids. And, um, and that I think was one of the coolest things we've gotten to do just because I didn't expect it. Um, we had to do like a, on a Friday night, we had to do like a one minute tease in the six o'clock sports center saying, Hey, we're in St. John's and we'll be on tomorrow morning, bringing you sports center from here. And I'm sure people were like, what are they doing? <laughs> and thousands of kids showed up literally just to be in the background for a one-minute tease, I, to the point where I, I was even like, you know, we were doing this tease, I couldn't hear anything. And, you know, we've been at, like, huge events, and just it just shows you how crazy, you know, when you've never had that before, they were just, like, completely insane. And so I think that just was 
sort of one of these mind-blowing things that you did that you just didn't expect that was really out of nowhere. And, um, you know, we go to these huge, huge schools and, you know, there's there's great crowds and there's, you know, uh, certainly excitement. But I've never seen anything like that when we went to that school last year. ESPN Sarah Walsh joining us on Helmets and Heels, built by Dream Finders Homes. So, Sarah, you went to a school here in Jacksonville that didn't have college football in UNF. How has it been pretty much getting to see the entire landscape of college football now at this traveling sports center? Um, it's well, I'm really bummed that we didn't have football <laughs> now. I, um, I just, I went there to play soccer and when I got recruited, um, the soccer team was, it was going to be its, its inaugural season. So that was kind of part, of part of what they sold is like, you'll be, you'll get to be part of like this base class that, you know, you're a part of the foundation of this program here. And, uh, I, you know, I loved the campus. I loved our facilities. And I just, I don't think I really, I didn't think about the not having a football team. I really didn't. And then half my friends obviously either went to Florida, Florida State, because that's kind of just what everyone did in the state of Florida where I was growing up. And so I don't think I really thought about it because I was, you know, I was just thought like, okay, well, I'll just drive down to Gainesville and I'll go to the game with these friends. And, um, so when you asked me about like what was the best environment, I should have said best environment is going to be when I get to go cover uh, UNF in their first football game because it's got to be <laughs> nice. coming at some point, right? And you know what else I should have said too, which was um, something that happened to me that I actually never envisioned happening is not last year, but obviously the year before when UNF went to the Final Four. Or, I'm sorry, not when it's the Final Four. That's I got to tournament. There, yeah. That's um, okay. They're going to do so that too. <laughs> when they um, went to the tournament for the first time. And so it was really funny because I was supposed to be going out of town and uh, the bosses were like, hey, if they happen to get it, do you want to jump on a plane? Like, rearrange your vacation, but jump on a plane tomorrow and be on campus in the morning. And it was such a weird situation because, like, the only plane I could get to Jacksonville that would have landed me was taking off, like, within a very short amount of time of the game ending. So the entire time I'm, like, watching this game, I didn't know <laughs> if I was, like, getting on this plane or not. I hadn't even, like, clear it with the coach, Coach Dressel, who I love who's a good friend of mine. Like I, I just was like, you know what, if I show up down there, like I know he's going to help me out. We're going to do all this great stuff. And I was literally watching that, having a panic attack, a panic attack for several reasons, because I didn't, I wanted them to win obviously. And, um, and then just being down on campus the next day, it was so awesome. And uh, I just never really thought it was very, it was a, one of those surreal moments where, you know, I'm, I'm back in that gym and I was, you know, there, Unfortunately, a, a few years <laughs> further back than I'd like it to be. But, um, you know, I was back in that gym and I was a kid there, you know, like I was a kid that just like dreamed of someday working at ESPN. And then I was there covering it for ESPN and Sports Center, And it was our school going to the tournament for the first time. And so I would say in terms of just of the special things I've gotten to do, that was that's right up there. Certainly. And I know that was an exciting time for everyone on campus, too, in that trip by you ended up bringing a lot more of national attention that I know the Ospreys wanted. All right, we've got a couple more minutes with you here, and then we will come back with you for another segment where we are going to get to know Sarah a little bit more and her personality. Jordan, what you got for Sarah? Well, okay, so this is more so, I guess, a a women question, a woman <laughs> question, but I, I just want to know the biggest change for women in this industry since you began. What, you know, what have you seen change for the women who are aspiring to be in this business or may already be in it? I think the biggest change for me, and um, I tell people all the time that there are people that really like paved the way and really came before me when it wasn't 
acceptable and it wasn't standard at all to see a, a woman in this business. I mean, there's women who had to wait outside locker rooms while their male counterparts would go in and get interviews and they weren't allowed to, to go in. And I didn't, I didn't deal with any of that. I mean, I, I came in at a time where it, you know, the people that really uh, broke down doors for us had done that. So I'm certainly grateful to those people. And in the time that since I've been in this industry, I think the biggest thing I've seen that's changed is just how much easier the path is. Like I was saying, I sort of took this traditional path and worked my way up and, and took a lot of time to get to ESPN. At least felt like a lot of time, at least on my end. And now I just feel like people, it, it, having women in the business is so prevalent and it's so common and it's so standard and even more so than from when I started back in 99. But I think that the path just to get in is so much easier. And I think that you can ascend to higher levels in the business a lot easier nowadays than you could even when I started back 10 years ago. Well, and that's great news for all of the females who may not be majoring in broadcasting in college and, and planning to take that route, but maybe they are looking to do something a little bit different, like you said, and jump into it maybe after they've even been in a different career. And, uh, yeah, and that's I, awesome. I actually work with, yeah, I work with a lot of people that um, didn't go major in this at all. I mean, I, a girlfriend of mine, she was like something really, really smart in the math field, which is completely opposite of me. And so she was doing, um, at the time at ESPN, she was doing like really smart things with numbers and then ended up just started like coming up with algorithms and things that are like way beyond me and working with our stats and research department. And she ended up on air. She's now at the NFL network, but she, you know, like she had a background that wasn't even, so she never worked in any like smaller medium market. I mean, there's, that's what I mean. There's just so many different paths to get there. And, you know, it wasn't something she like originally had thought out and that sort of just came to her. And, um, and I, she's certainly not the only one, but I have a lot of friends that are in the business now that it's, it's, they didn't say, you know, Hey, in college, I'm going to go be in broadcast. And there's just, there's so many different facets and things that people uh, can get into. Another woman that um, does fantasy football show with me, Stefania Bell, she, I mean, she's a physical therapist and, you know, that's what she went to school for. And she ended up, you know, working her way into this role where she, you know, comes on and like, we'll talk about player injuries, which is, you know, something we deal with every single day, but she never, you know, started out to go to school to, to go sit behind an anchor desk. It's just, there, there are so many different paths now and so many different opportunities. And you can really think in, in much broader terms or even in much more specialized terms, like some of my friends have done now. And you, you know, find yourself, um, we're all at the same place. But like I said, there's so many different routes to get there. Well, I think I, for me personally, I've majored in marketing and didn't ever really think about broadcasting until a few years ago. And now I sit behind a microphone for six hours a week on the radio. So, and I know Blythe, you didn't sort really of think about it either. Exactly. So that's awesome. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much. We are not going to let you go though. So everyone stay tuned. You're listening to Helmets and Heels built by Dreamfinders Homes with ESPN's Sarah Walsh on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. Presented by Underwood Jewelers and American Window Products. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. We have the fabulous Sarah Walsh joining us tonight on Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. Sarah, thanks so much for holding, and uh, now we can't wait to pick your brain. 
Okay, go ahead. What do you got? Well, I guess we kind of picked your brain before about work <laughs> stuff. Uh, but now we want to pick your brain about, you know, life stuff. My first question. Do people, when they see you in person, say, ever say to you, kind of like people do to Aaron Rodgers, oh my gosh, I thought you were so much taller? Um, I've gotten all of that. I've okay. gotten, uh, you know, we thought you're so much smaller in person, which you kind of, I mean, you can take any of that either uh, way. You're like, yeah. um, thanks. I mean, I guess you'd rather be small, but you're like, basically like you look bigger on TV. We get it. Um, I get, depending on who I'm standing with on TV, I get that I look really tall on TV. Um, I get that in person. I get, you know what it is? is I get recognized at the most awkward times like when you think you won't get recognized like i'm at the store and like there's no makeup and we're talking like the worst hair ever and like terrible sweatpants and you think there's no way any but you can go and then i go to that same store all done up like straight off the show and no one recognizes you but i always assume that no one would recognize me and when I'm like looking horrible because you look completely different than when a hair and makeup team comes and fixes you. <laughs> and that's always when I get caught that and in airports a lot. And I'm not one to dress up in airports ever. And so I usually look terrible. I'm usually been like flying all day and I get it a lot there. And I'm like, really? And I always have that moment of like, is there a way I can be like, could pretend it's not I mean, because I look so bad. And I'm like, you're already caught. Like, so no, do that. But it goes through my mind. But so, yeah, I kind of get all of that. See, it's funny because I would have bet money that you were, yeah, 5'8", five, 5'10", five, something like that. And so when I realized you were only 5'5", five, five, I was like, she's so short in theory. That's my not, height. No, yeah. we're not short, but five, you know. No, I am 5'8". Oh, five, five. see? There's, a, there's an article about you from 2015, and it said you're 5'5". Five, five, and I was like, wow, that doesn't seem right. Oh, I'm 5'5". Five, five. No, I don't know where that <laughs> came from. Okay, that good. Now I feel much better. Yeah, okay, we're the same no. Sarah, when you're not working, everybody knows you have a fabulous job, but how do you spend your free time when you're not working? Um, well, right now, during college football season, it's sleep and try to get my life together. <laughs> we go out on the road a lot, and I just feel like I, I get into this habit. Unfortunately, one, I should be a better packer by now. Like I should have it down pat, and I don't. And so I come back, and I usually... Well, I do show Saturday morning from somewhere from site. This weekend, um, I'm actually going to be doing Sports Center from Athens for the Tennessee Georgia game. Oh, and then I kind of I get back usually late Saturday night. I have to do fantasy football Sunday, and I just you know throw stuff on the ground and try to just get through Sunday. And then I pretty much like crash for hours on end in the middle of the day. Um, I go to bed super early. I'm not. I'm actually not very exciting, guys. I'm kind of boring. <laughs> well, you sound uh, sort of like me, so I don't exactly know. Like us. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, we're boring too. Apparently, it's football season does it to you. Yeah, like I just, I'm such a mess, and so Mondays are usually my off days. So I always like joke on Mondays that I'm just like using it to get my life back in order. So that's literally what I do. Like everything that I needed to do during the week, I like just get back on track. But. um I love it. Like, I, you know, I love being busy and I love that it's constantly like go, go, go during this season. But, you know, it catches up to you if you don't kind of take care of yourself and, and you know, sleep and do all that stuff when you can, um, which is also why I bring like a full size pillow every time I travel because I try to sleep on the plane. And then that's also what I'm carrying when I get caught all the time in the airport looking horrific. I've got a full size like I just got out of bed pillow. <laughs> 
It's your friend. Yeah, and that's crucial when you're traveling. And what's crucial for you these early morning days? This question's more so directed for me. I figure I'd take advantage of this. Absolutely. How do you make it through the entire day? And first off, with the early morning wake-ups, what do you use to make sure you're awake? Um, Our hair and makeup team, actually. Uh, You hire uh, one of those. Yeah, well, they're everything. I actually, I thought of this. If I ever, like, switch back to a normal job where you have to look decent when you come in, I'm in big trouble. So I can roll out and look terrible. And we don't even, you know, we, we always joke at ESPN that the anchors are the worst dressed people in the building because we don't change it. Most of us don't change into our clothes until right before we go on. And so we're, <laughs> we wear, like, the most, I mean, like, I'm just torn jeans, sweatshirt kind of thing until you go on. But I was talking to my mom when I was driving in the other day, and she was, I try to talk to her like in the morning on Sundays before I go do the show and I've come off a plane late Saturday night and she's like, well, you just, you never look tired on TV. And I go, yeah, because professionals would come in and make me not look tired. And she's like, because she's a mom, she's like, no, I bet you, you don't even need that hair and makeup. And I'm like, yeah, Aww. you haven't seen me today. Yeah. But it's, it's like such a mom thing to say because it makes, I mean, I'm telling you, these people are the best at what they do and it makes such a difference because you can just, you can be a disaster and you can look completely tired and they will, they can literally fix anything. So that's pretty much how I get through it. And then the other thing is how do I get through the day? Um, I don't have to, like usually when we work the morning shift, those shows end pretty relatively early in the morning. Right now, during college football season, my sports center ends at 9 a.m. Oh, wow. So it's, nice. oh, yeah. I mean, now I travel usually if we're right. on the road. And so like I'm sleeping on a plane here and then changing planes and sleeping on another plane. But, um, it's not like I have to go usually until five or six or, you know, it's, it's like painful really early, but then, but then you're fine. I can fill you on that. Yes, man. Sarah Walsh joining us. So Sarah, one of the people that I love and follow, I love to follow her journey is Samantha Ponder, you know, bringing Scout Ponder along with her everywhere. Can you imagine doing what you do and then plus adding a toddler? No, I can't. Although I think Sam, I was with Sam last week. I think she's cut down on that a little bit because originally, as as most children are when you have them, Scout was a baby. She just couldn't run around as much. Right. So I think she's going on the road with her this week. But I don't, I don't know if she's bringing her as much anymore because I think it's a lot harder to have her. She can't just have her sleep on a plane. Like right. you can't tell a two-year-old, like, hey, um, if you just sleep on this leg of the flight, well, so I think it's actually gotten, when you should get like more used to it, I think it's actually probably getting a little bit harder for her because Scout now wants to run around and is her own little person and does her own thing. So I think she's, I, from what I understand, I think she might be going this week, but I don't think she goes as much as she did just because it gets so hard. And, um, but so, no, I can't imagine that at all. And I've talked to Sam about that plenty on, you know, just like how she constantly flies with her and how many, I mean, she took scouts in her first year. I don't, Sam has knows all the stats, but she took so many flights in her first year alone. It's mind boggling. Sarah, I'm, I'm a big Rosillo and Canel podcast listener. I listen to the, the show every day and I've heard, oh boy. That, <laughs> I've heard that your husband and, and Ryan are, are a really good friends to the point where it, it's called a bromance. Do you ever have to tell him to sort of hit the road so you can spend some quality time with your husband? No, they're a couple. And <laughs> Ryan lives a couple doors down from me. 
And I'm actually surprised he's not here right now because they had made plans to go to the movies tonight. And I'm for sure the third wheel. Although Ryan is, um, when my husband's not here, he plays baseball, so he's not here for the duration of baseball season. But um, when he's not here, then I get elevated to Ryan's best friend. And then when Matt, my husband, comes back, then he's Ryan's best friend. So I'm currently odd man out. (laughs) And um, this entire football season, I've gone on the road every weekend. And um, last weekend, we didn't go on the road. And so Ryan was over. And I'm like, hey, I'm not traveling this week. And he was so annoyed and so bummed I wasn't leaving because that's, like, his his boy. And, uh, like, last Valentine's Day, he sends us a group text. And it said, um, hey, what are we doing for Valentine's Day tomorrow? (laughs) No. And then the the next text that comes through, it goes, Sarah, I'm not talking to you. (laughs) Like, I'm constantly excluded. But you know what? It's fine because... It, like they have their boy thing and there's like 20 movies I don't want to see that the guys want to see so they can do that but it's definitely they go to the mall together I mean they're they're actually they're more girly than me and my girlfriend <laughs> well you talk well, you talk about a bromance who's who's your girl crush girl, yeah your girl crush do you have a girl crush and what do y'all do on your dates since he seems to have plenty of time with his bromance um, I'm kind of, I'm sort of like, I'm the odd girl out right now because, um, my best friend used to work for us, um, Carissa Thompson. She moved out to LA and my other like really close girlfriend here moved out to LA, um, and they're all in the same business. And so I'm kind of, I'm sort of on an Island. I only like, I have Ryan as a friend when Matt's not here. I have Matt who I forced to watch my terrible reality shows when Ryan's not around, <laughs> but it kind of, it kind of all works out. You know what I mean? Like right. everybody needs like a break. They can go do their thing. I don't want to go to the mall with them. The mall thing blows my mind. I'm like, what are you guys doing there? Like are you guys out there like trying on clothes for each other? Like, I don't know. I've never How does this make my butt look Ryan? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not kidding. Like if you heard, I wish I could record the conversations that happen on my couch, but then it was funny because it used to, like I said, there was a shift. It used to be me and my girlfriends here and then two of them left for jobs out on the other coast and you know my husband just wanted to like you know punch himself in the face like this some of the like ridiculous stuff we said but i listened to them and i'm like oh i get it now that's how we were like that's um how bad we were yeah right actually ryan speaking of he came over last night he just like walked in and brought his own dinner and he's like i'm really bored he's like i'm not going to invite myself over anymore i'm just going to come over and i'm like okay and then we all watch the debates together (laughs) (laughs) well that was that was a cute triple date night or whatever you want to call it so how do you maintain your super busy schedule and then when your husband travels how do you guys kind of rekindle or at least get to know each other when you don't get to see each other for a while um, we don't see each other. Uh, it's actually it's been really hard. He uh, was on the West Coast this year, so I don't really see him that much. And it was even it's even more difficult because I work the earliest shifts on the East Coast, and then he would work very very late on the West Coast. So it was actually kind of a total disaster. And um, you know, I go like a month, sometimes two months, where I don't even see him. So. He just got back, and um, it's, like, amazing having somebody to, like, help you around the house all of a sudden again. But uh, I just, I've just kind of gotten used to life like that. You know, I go uh, long stretches, and we basically, I mean, listen, we barely know each other, apparently. <laughs> we don't ever, we don't really ever, we haven't lived together that much. In the entirety of, of being married, we're not really in the same place. And, you know, it is what it is, and he's not playing baseball forever, obviously. And um, Ryan likes to say it's harder on him anyway. <laughs> so, 
Um, and he gets really like bummed about it. But so right now all is good. He's returned. Everyone's happy. So, um, I don't know, you know, you just kind of figure things out and make things work. And, um, and you know, we don't really have any great answers because it's, you know, it's just, it's never that easy, but, um, you know, you do what you got to do. Sarah, turning a little bit more to a serious question. We ask all the Jaguar players that come on our show, but who is your favorite Disney princess? My favorite Disney princess? Uh, I don't even, I, I don't even know. Maybe um, the first one that comes to mind would have to be um, is it Princess Jasmine from Aladdin. Oh, yes. yeah. That's, that's what my most girl. of them say. That's, too. that's my girl. <laughs> right? Is that like, is that the last time anybody in our age group watched it? You know what I mean? One of the princess movies if you don't have kids? Because I can't think of, I mean, like Cinderella, she's the obvious one, but what other ones are there? There's like Ariel from Little Mermaid. Um, well, you know what? I thought of her, but she's not a princess, right? She's oh, yeah. Mermaid. She's definitely a princess. She has like six sisters or marries. something, and then she marries. She's already a prince, and then she marries There's a prince. A prince. Okay, well, so then I lied because Ariel came to my mind first, but I was like, well, she's a mermaid because I actually, I, I have you guys seen, this is so silly, but have you seen they have these blankets now that are, yes. they're blankets and you put your legs in them and they're, um, but they spin out like a mermaid fin. So oh, I'm, I might have ordered one. Well, so I saw them somehow it popped up in my feed and I'm like, oh my God, I think I need that. But then I'm like, don't need that because you're not eight. And so I just <laughs> ordered it. And literally, kind of last night, the friends of mine that live in Atlanta Beach there, they have a, a four-year-old daughter. And I sent them this mermaid fin of a blanket. And I was like, I got her a present, but um, it's it's kind of off. You know, like, it wasn't her birthday or anything. And I'm like, what happened is, is I really wanted it. And um, I felt like maybe somebody her age should have it more than I should. <laughs> But I really just wanted to test it out, and it's actually awesome. Wow! So I did think of Ariel first, but that's because the mermaid blanket's like in my head. (laughs) Good choice. Good choice. Well, now Jordan's gonna have to give her ordered blanket to a child. No, you don't. Embrace it. I'll let you know, Sarah, how it is. I'll let you know. But um, okay, so I tried it. Oh, so you actually tried it? Oh, well, then that makes me feel a little bit better. It makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, it was kind of big, so I'm like, maybe this isn't for it. I got, I ordered the kids one, but it fit me. And embrace I like, I think I need one too. embrace it embrace it i embrace my inner child all the time um yeah my I, husband's like what are you doing i said i'm i'm a mermaid and he's like okay <laughs> i'm going to Rosillo. i'm going to Rosillo's now i've had enough <laughs> oh man okay so i am a georgia fan i had a rough weekend last weekend i was told that um i was really irking some of the fans beside me whether it was my screaming or maybe a few of my tears were you there? No, oh, no, no. I was just in a random bar. I was just <laughs> in a random bar, just really upset. But I want to know your biggest pet peeve when it comes to fans, because I, you know, I'm going into the Georgia Tennessee game this weekend. I'm probably going to have the same outcome, and so I need to know what not to do. What's your biggest pet peeve? Uh, I don't, you know what? It's been so long that I've been in the stands, like at a game, where I've just right. been there as a fan. So I don't know. I guess just maybe, you know what I guess would be annoying is just people that, you know, sometimes they've had some, a few too many sodas or like, you know, when they just don't have awareness and people are just bumping into people that just like have no awareness as to like the annoyance level of going on. But I don't really think screaming and yelling to your team, that doesn't fall into that okay. category. All right. Well, like that's perfectly acceptable. What else are you supposed to do? Exactly. You're probably going to see a lot of that at Georgia, Tennessee this weekend. 
Yeah, I'm going to be there. And, and um, I'm really excited because I my first TV job was in Macon, Georgia, which isn't all that far from Jacksonville, which is why I was so excited because half my friends were still in school, so I wasn't that far away. And we'd cover Georgia, but I actually never went to Athens. Really? So this was my first trip. Yeah, oh, my so gosh. I went to UGA. To so I and made Georgia I thought, grad. Yeah, I went to, obviously, we'd go to the Florida-Georgia game, or as you probably call it, the Georgia-Florida game. Uh, yep. And, um, and so I was very young, and I went to that game. It was one of the first big games I covered and played with other on the sidelines. And I always wanted a bulldog, so I ended up getting a bulldog. And it's because really more than 10 Aww. years ago, I pet Aga on the sidelines. So, um, yeah, so but I'm actually excited to be in Athens because I've just never been there. I like when we get sent places I haven't been before. So um, that's when I get to check off my list this weekend. Yeah, you will have a great time. That's for sure. All right, Sarah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we certainly hope you have a great time between the hedges. And I love that you've not necessarily grown up in that college football world, but now you're really getting to experience it and get to share that with so many different people. I just, I love it. I'm a huge college football fan and I think y'all do a fantastic job. Oh, thanks so much. Go Ospreys. And Brian's going to love that he got brought up in this interview. I'll let him know. <laughs> there we go. Well, we can slide him a uh, blind number a little later. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Swoop. Ah, he's single. <laughs> there we go. You heard it here first, folks. Blythe and Ryan Rosillo. Thank you, Sarah. Have a wonderful evening. All right. Sarah Walsh from ESPN spending lots of time with us here tonight, obviously because her husband was hanging out with uh, Ryan instead of her. Whew. We got to know all about her. We hope you enjoyed that interview. And we have some baseball talk coming up on the other side. Thanks for tuning in to Helmets and Heels, built by DreamFinders Homes. Don't go anywhere. 10 to next on 2.5 FM.